truly the only person that will be there for you is you. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. That's yeah, that's for sure. that's a beautiful thing to be there for yourself. Like to be your own superhero is the biggest power. It's the greatest power that you have. You're now listening to the Let's Talk About Life podcast, brought to you by Don't Settle, with your host Harrison King. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Let's Talk About Life podcast. My name is Harrison King, and I have a very special friend here. Um, Nina Singh is a good friend of mine, and we have some really great conversations. Uh, we've had a lot over the past, however long we've known each other. Um, That's true, yeah. And, and I thought we could hop on here and just have a, have a talk. Nina, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Nina, but you can call me Nine. Yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a music student at Humber. Just super fun. Um, Vocal student. She sings. She's amazing also. Oh, We've had a lot of good you. singers on here. Alex Raymond. Very exciting. Alex Raymond. Wonderful singer. The best. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, what's a little, I guess, background so people kind of know about about you, you and the kind of like your, uh, I don't know. Yeah. What kind of stuff are you interested in? Like things I guess we've talked about and then we can get into something. Ooh. What am I interested in? I love... I love deep conversations. Like, yeah. even if we have met in like within a minute of meeting you, I'm I'm trying to to get to know you because that like deep conversations are very important to me. I For think sure. they're just important to have. Yeah. So I mean, I think that's what that's what makes uh makes life interesting. That's true. I think the topic we were just saying. I think the topic that I had mentioned was would you say compassion? And empathy or something like mm-hmm. that, which is something we've talked about before. But the reason I had originally said that is because you are somebody, when I, when I think of those two words, you're the first person that comes to mind. So um, I thought we could, I don't know, see what happens with that. What's the first first thing that comes to mind when I mention that stuff? I, I was thinking about it last night, um, that as of right now, like as a whole, we're very compassionate people, but we're not as empathetic i guess that's the pl- first place to start is to, to to you know find the divide between those two because i've always i've personally always struggled with there's empathy and sympathy right mm-hmm. and i i sometimes still find myself having to like look up which one's which because <laughs> empathy is is like feeling the same th- is it the feeling the same thing yeah right and then sympathy is is like attempting to feel what you're feeling correct is that right or not you tell me because you probably know and I don't. So let's start there. <laughs> well, empathy is is being able to understand someone on that emotional level. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Like when you feel sympathy for somebody, you're not you're not taking on what they're feeling, but it's more so almost like a, a condolence. Right. It's like acknowledging it. Exactly. Okay. 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 Yes, that makes sense. Yeah, I know there's a difference, and I know what empathy is, but like when I try to compare them, I'm lost. It's confusing. <laughs> I did a Google search before this too. I was like, "Gotta, there re- you gotta go. remind myself." She did a research. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that's uh, you were saying uh, compassion versus. You said what? You, so what did you say again? One more time. We're People are compassionate. Yes, but not empathetic. Not empathetic. Or less empathetic than than they are compassionate. And why do you say that? I mean, just looking at at the way that things are working right now. We're, You're talking we, about like pandemic 
in the pandemic era, right? Like oh, big time. COVID times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Which okay. Okay. It's a terrifying time. Yeah. But we're like, you hear somebody has COVID and you're compassionate towards them. And, and it's like, oh gosh, I'm, I'm so sorry this has happened to you. But the lack of empathy of like you hear about, okay, the States, for example, on the drive home, you hear about like 200,000 deaths. Um, right. And it's only been a few months. Yeah. And that number has almost made us go numb. Yeah. Well, we're like desensitized to stuff. I've talked, I was talking to somebody about this recently. Same thing. It's like, I mean, that's a lot of people. Like, that's a ridiculous yeah. amount of people. But because the numbers keep going up, it's like we don't almost don't care as a society, which I exactly. think is on, can be understood. Like, I think you can understand why, because it's why you get desensitized to things, but it's still challenging so why do you specifically say we're not empathetic is it is it those numbers like that being desensitized to it or or just us in general it it is a big desensitization like and it's not even just numbers it's like social media you'll see something super jarring even horror movies right like hereditary or midsummer like the level of of intense like if you were to premiere something like hereditary in the early 2000s like yeah. it would not go over well right. at all that's not something that people are are even remotely ready for yeah but like here we are in in 2020 and what do you think's caused that oh it's exposure i think it's just the, the gradual exposure to like it's just around yeah in in media and and life and the news and stuff i think you're probably right it's easy. It's easily accessible. I mean, like, look at games that kids play now. Like, I was going to say games, right? Yeah. Which is interesting because uh, I have like looked, not looked into this. I've seen stuff on it before. Um, so I, but I, I have in no way an expert or know if any of this is true. But I believe I saw something. It was like that. There's really not much of a change on average between people that play. And I don't know. This sounds inaccurate now that I'm saying it. But it's. I believe it was like kids that were playing like violent games like grand theft auto or whatever were it, they weren't really that much more likely to do those things in real life and i don't know if that's true again so don't no <laughs> don't, don't quote me on it <laughs> but um i don't know if that's the case and if it's if it is the case though let's be let's be hypothetical if it is the case maybe oh that doesn't make sense i was gonna say it's like we're just kind of like that's desensitized to it so much that like it doesn't affect us like we're seeing it whatever but but then that would not make us fine with doing it in real life i guess in in a weird way no i feel like we'd be more likely to see it happen and then pull out our phones to record it versus like calling authorities and being like hey this dude just died well that's another thing uh, the the phone situation. It's like this is some, the first thing that I think of when you say something like that. Um, I would never witnessed any like fist fights or anything in high school, but I know it's like a it's like a thing that happens, right? Um, yep. So I had talked to my dad and said people used to fight all the time, but it was like there was a mutual respect. Like at some point, the other guy just tapped out, the other person just tapped out, and they were like, "That's it," and then they were both like, "That's it, we're done, whatever." But it's like now people just like pull out their phones and recording it and, and people are like, maybe it is the desensitization, but like, 
again, this is on average based on things I've seen on the internet also, but you know, people just don't, they just go crazy. Like they won't stop when somebody's like down and, and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so maybe it has caused a, you know, a challenge for us to like, I don't know. I don't know what that is, but it's just, it's quite, there's been a change. There's been something. I don't know. <laughs> something shifted and I don't know how to feel about it really. I know. Well, is it good or bad? I don't know. It's just is, but it's not maybe the best way things could be going (laughs) it's definitely like i mean i'm thankful for the fact that that we have a chance to to speak and feel but it's almost like we have so much energy to do it and and we know that we can it's like well you know if i'm getting into a fist fight i can just keep going Mm. that's okay because are you saying like freedom wise yeah. Almost like we have almost too much freedom. No, but that's a thing. Like, do we? You know what I mean? Like, that's a weird, that's a harsh thing to say. It but it's is. interesting to think about too much freedom. What is that? And do we have it? Do we not have it? Do we need more? If there was more, would it cause more problems? Listen, I don't have the answers. <laughs> that's like another ramble. It's like, uh, are we free people? Well, no, I mean, we're not free. Like we free in the- what sense, though? Listen, we got to We have to clarify that we gotta be on the same page. Um, hmm. We're not free in the sense. Well, here, okay. Um, the things that we do daily, like we need to find a way to make money in order to keep the things that we have. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, we we have. There's like societal guidelines to follow. Like you can't just do whatever you want. You have to in order to survive at some point. Exactly. Follow things. More than just like, I need to eat and sleep and be warm or whatever, right? Yeah. Like there's, there are other things. Okay, that makes sense though. This is th- this started off as like, we're empathetic, but we're not. And are we free? <laughs> <laughs> we're into it. <laughs> right into it. I love it. But it's, I mean, like, but honestly, I mean, we, if you don't take off certain boxes in the world that we live in, you're just not going to make it, which is a terrifying thought. I know. And it's weird to think that our our reality and, and the things that are going to shape us lie in the hands of, are you capable of paying a phone bill or like your credit card bills? Yeah. Or like, are you, are you going to pass a test that'll ultimately decide whether or not you go to college or university or graduate? So you can pay like, your phone bill. <laughs> exactly like there there's in that sense it feels like we're not free it feels like we think we have freedom because i've never thought about it that way yeah like if you think about it that way no 100 we're not free uh -uh. right like we can't just do quote unquote do what you want right Mm -hmm. like if you want to now there is a you kind of have to play the system though if you want to do that if you want to do what you want you have to follow it to a certain extent and then you can have enough freedom to be free. Do you know what I'm saying? So jazz. You have, right. to, <laughs> you have to follow the rules and then break them. Basically. But I mean, it's true. It, you, you, you can, but just to like, like I said, do what you want. Yeah. And you can't because you're going to die. <laughs> exactly. That's what it comes down to in the society, which is messed up. But that's, I mean... Then, then, then oh, here's, here's something then. 
if we were to compare, because we're talking about like modern society, right? If we compare that to like a long time ago and like indigenous people who were not living in a modern society that we are, mm-hmm. did they then have a sense of freedom? Or did they, because they still had, because ob- they still had obligations. This is just something interesting to think about, right? Because they still had obligations and they needed, so like maybe, maybe our things are just different because those are more survival at that stage. Like I'm talking a really long time ago, right? Like it's, okay. it's, it was mostly survival. Where am I getting my food from? Where am I yeah. sleeping? Um, so they weren't, they could do what they wanted, but they couldn't just do what they wanted because they needed to survive. But now we have all those things met, but then I don't know. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I do. I do. It's almost like there's, there's a difference between the, the survival mode and being able to create your own rules versus hmm. like a democracy and capitalism. Right. And yep. Yeah. You know, like when, I mean, when when the earth was created and and people were just starting to exist and and kind of figure out their abilities and their what they were capable of mm-hmm. um it was less of yes we're free but we have so much freedom we kind of need to figure out what to do right. and and kind of how to make it so that we can be free for a little longer <laughs> than yeah. like a few years yes. right versus like now where it's okay this is what you have to do this is what you're told you have to do and then yeah. just follow it and you can maybe play the lottery every once in a while but like <laughs> what are your chances of winning that you know right the structures that we have in place in certain you know every country society is different yeah the structures we have in place say capitalism as you said um is there ever going to do you think there'd ever be a way that we could reverse that like are we way too far gone to fix it because i think at some point like i sometimes i think about it and i'm like we are like how are you gonna how are you gonna unbuild this like wh- how, you can't start from the beginning because there's so many things that people need and things that have to be met so it's like a gradual change but it's like can we ever get out of that i don't know i would hope so but <laughs> i mean you bring up a good point it's at this point like the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. Yeah. And the middleman is like struggling to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like in order for capitalism to fall to its knees, it's, it might happen, but it just might happen because things are so bad. It just needs to like there's just going to be a revolution. Right. Um, what would and- replace it, though? We're asking the big questions here. I don't. I don't <laughs> this isn't compassion or empathy, but we'll get yeah, back we, there. We'll, we'll get there at some point. <laughs> exactly. Just taking a little um, detour. Yeah, it's a fun, a cute little detour. <laughs> Won't keep you up at night. It's totally cool. Um, I, I feel like it's not going to be replaced. It'll still be capitalism, but we're just going to start from the ground up. Do you think at some point it's just innate within us? Not capitalism, obviously, because it's the <laughs> term we're using, but like the hierarchy of, I mean, I think in a certain way it is because, you know, you had to be, you go back to natural selection, you got to be the best mm-hmm. to stay alive, right? In any species. That's true. You think but that- it's almost like- It's different. Yes, it's different, but it's just yeah. like, is it is it something? Because you're saying it, we go back to it. Like, why would we revert back to it if we know it's bad? Just because that's how it's always been- to find a new system for 7 billion people mm-hmm. 
is absolute chaos. And it's less of like a um, cream of the crop kind of get what they get. Because we're seeing now there are horrible people in power. Mm-hmm. And it's not because they're the cream of the crop. It's because they have money. It's because they have power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's dangerous. Like money is dangerous because it it's not... It gives you access to absolutely anything. Mm-hmm. And within that pile of anything, there's power. Yeah. And that's the most dangerous thing that money can buy. But it's also like, well... Because we followed this system for years, because we look to that that source of power, um, to to kind of start new and say, well, this is this is how things are going to be. Like, it, it it might be difficult. It might be so difficult we can't comprehend it. And I think that's mm. kind of that's a terrifying thought. Oh yeah, that's great. That's <laughs> <laughs> so nice. good. That's good. Yeah, that's no. so good. But what you're saying is kind of what I was saying, like the power thing, I think at any stage, like we would end up back at this maybe anyway, because people just want to be in charge or have power, which is crazy. Big time. I think, and maybe this is a big statement, but I think our generation, me and you, what are we? Gen Z? Zed? Something. I don't really know. It's like a weird... Zillennial Gen Z. Give era. me one sec. I'm curious what we are. Gen Z, I believe, is specifically what we would be. Yeah. Mid to late 1990s and early 2010s. Perfect. Okay. So that's us. Anyway, that wasn't relevant, but it was relevant. Now we know. I forget that people are still being born. You know, like I see babies <laughs> all around. <laughs> funniest thing i've ever heard you said people born in 2010 and i said wait hold on. wait there's not people born they stopped <laughs> just stop 2000 came around and that was it that was <laughs> it. it no more babies they oh, said oh god <laughs> uh, i'm so sorry oh that's it's so funny a, it's been a year yeah. it has been a year <laughs> it's been such a year that nana forgot people can still have children yeah uh imagine being born in 2020 like that's yeah, <laughs> imagine being born in 2020. At least you'd have missed all of this. That'd be the one thing. But then you're not really, I don't think you're going into a good section of life is the problem. So I, I really wish you the best. It's like <laughs> whoever it is. Born in a pandemic, Um, the world is falling apart. Australia is, or California, one of them's just always on fire. They're all on fire. <laughs> Everything's on fire. Yeah. But it's fine. It's good. It's okay. Doing well. We are. Um, I was going to say something and I completely lost my train of thought because <laughs> she said, I forgot babies were being born. Um, that's funny. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, speaking of babies, do you think I'm just, this is just a bunch of theoretical questions that I keep coming up with in my mind? Um, we are going to run out of space like for land and stuff, but like because we're exponentially growing. That's true. I think at some point there will literally just not be enough space for the amount of people on this planet. I mean, it's a big planet, though. So. It is a big planet. I don't think... I mean, that's to say that... Well... Because I'm not talking about resources. Obviously, that's a whole different scenario. But physical space, like land. It's a terrifying thought. I mean, things are getting smaller. So I feel like in a weird way, we might all just live in tiny homes. 
Not even. Um, like, have you seen those things in, I don't know if it was, I believe it was Japan. They are. I think they have them in several different countries, but they're little, like, cubicles that people, like, sleep in. Like they're like hotels. There's like hotels. So there's like, I think there's two things. They, they can be houses, I believe. I don't know. Again, I don't know 100%. But there is a, there is, I know for sure, a, ho- a hotel you go in and it's literally just like a bunk and it's just like a box. Like they would have like a hundred down one little tiny alley or something. And you just hop in this little thing and like, that's your bed. Like that's your room is just a bed in a little box and you close the door and then that's it. I hope I- we don't end up all living in little boxes. That's just like a giant human mailbox, and I don't know how I feel about that. That's what it was, though. I'll have to send it to you after. <laughs> Please, that Look sounds terrifying. Yeah, yeah. So that's scary. Anyway, how do we get here? I don't know. Compassion, right? Compassion, <laughs> empathy. Right, right. One hundred percent. Oh, well, we were talking about capitalism. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the other c word. Yeah, that's the other c word. <laughs> capitalism and compassion—they go hand in hand, and. <laughs> Um, you're saying like it's everywhere, but is it ever, I don't know this. I don't know if you know this, like, are there societies, even like small, like that aren't operating in that fashion? I guess societies. Yes. But like countries, no, do we know that? I don't know. I feel like everyone in some weird way thrives off of capitalism. Yes. That's the way the world works, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like to some degree there might be places where capitalism isn't the end all be all. Yes. But it seems like that's the way it is for most of the world. Most places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that was nice. Our little dude tour. So <laughs> good. <laughs> so good. Like 700 bars of oh capitalism. You say 700 bars? Yeah. Oh, for anybody that doesn't understand, she's recording... <laughs> In logic, the program, and it's not in time, like it's in number of bars. So how well, many beats a minute? Um, uh, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Well, okay, here's what it says. Um, so the tempo is 120. There you go. So 120. <laughs> there we We're go. We're talking 700 beats. bars at 120 about capitalism. <laughs> four, four times in song. C major. Yeah. New song. If anybody want to write anything about that, you can... Uh, uh, Feel free to take this. Anyway, compassion. <laughs> I really liked what you said originally, and we got way off of it, about compassion and empathy being very different, and that one we are doing and one we're not. Yeah. Let's go back to that somehow. Okay. Um. Like, <laughs> well, okay. I think empathy stems from an inner source, and I think that's something that were lacking very heavily. I mean, think of all the times that you've showed up or you've shown up for someone else, whether it be physically just being in a room with someone mm-hmm. or just, you know, answering a phone at God knows what hour in the night. Yeah. And being that that source of hope for someone else. Mm-hmm. That's 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 kicking in and and accessing some level of empathy. Yeah. Of being able to say I'm here for you. And yeah. I feel like we're doing that less and less because it's it's shifted into compassion, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But at the same time, it's like due to COVID and, and due to so many things, like we have a hard time showing up for ourselves. Mm. 
And that, yes. you know, like, and yeah. that is the lack of empathy. That is the lack of us going, I can't be there for myself. I can't be there for someone else. I can appreciate them from a distance, but I, I cannot be there for them anymore. And that's your distinction between compassion and empathy is it could be there from them. I want to just look up, if you don't mind, the actual Yeah, please defini- do. I could be totally wrong. No, no, no. I, you're right. But I, I'm curious what the official definition of compassion is according to Google. Sympathetic pity. <laughs> And concern for the and and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. Yeah. So it is. It's sympathy, right? Like it's 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 uh yeah okay. Yeah, it is sympathy versus empathy, and and we're sympathetic in every situation possible. Right. But we're not empathetic, and I like the way you said that. Sorry, I just cut you off. Continue. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) That we're not empathetic. We can't be. A lot of us, or it's hard right now mm-hmm. to be empathetic for yourself. In turn, you can't do it for somebody else. So we re- rever- have reverted to compassion. And I think, I mean, I think you summed that up perfectly. <laughs> it makes it, it makes complete sense to me. Yeah. Why? As for a reason why, you know, we can't and why it's turning that way. But how would we reverse it? Obviously starting with ourselves, but I, I don't know. It's... Well, I mean, we have to start with ourselves, but it's it's so much more than that. Like you have to sit down and go, something's not right here. Something is 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 very wrong. What is the source of of the lack of empathy? Mm. What is making you feel so distant? And I think, you know, like we were before this, we were talking about seeing people and it feeling so surreal. And it's like there's we're sympathetic. We have pity. Like we we can't physically be there with somebody and that's causing us a lot of pain. Mm. And we're sympathizing with ourselves. We're not empathetic with ourselves. How would you make that switch though? Or I don't know if you know, obviously, but like what what what, what do you think we how do you make I that? I think it's it's a lot of inner work. It's a lot of going it's a first of all, it's an apology. You know, it's, to yourself. it's that yeah, a big mm. apology to yourself. It's going, Okay, I'm sorry that I haven't been there for I'm sorry I haven't been there for myself. I'm mm. sorry that I've I've ignored every sign that told me to slow down. I'm mm. sorry that I've ignored silence or I've I've pushed it down because I just didn't want to think about it. And then it's a matter of going, okay, how do I how do I let myself find that emotional release so I can I can show up and be there for myself? Nobody's sure you can you can answer the phone at 3 a.m. but truly the only person that will be there for you is you mm-hmm. and that's not a bad thing that's yeah, that's for sure. that's a beautiful thing to be there for yourself like to be your own superhero is the biggest power it's the greatest power that you have but you can't you can't let that slip away and i feel like that's kind of where we're at like that's, that's just mm-hmm. kind of kind of just as a whole you're yeah. saying yeah i it's interesting to me because you would think, like, if you're analyzing this, right, from an outside mm-hmm. perspective, you would think that we would be more focused on ourselves because we're all isolated. Like, at some point, you would just start focusing on that stuff or realize it or whatever. But it's done the opposite. I don't know why it's done the opposite, but it has. Like, even I, I talk personally, I guess, before all this happened, I was really working on a lot of personal improvement things, whatever, right? Yeah. 
And that a lot of that has kind of gone out the window, but I've had more time to do it by myself. Maybe, maybe that part of that comes from we need the other people to get, keep us go. I have no idea, but it's weird, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, well, I mean, that's another question for you. Why do you think that 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 personal growth and that 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 self care has kind of been put to a stop? Me personally, mm-hmm. I. Honestly, I mean, I've thought about this too, right? Um, I, and I really don't have the answer because, for example, uh, working out, I'm talking obviously about myself, but I think this can be applied to anybody. A lot of people relate to it. Um, one of the things with that is like, I have a, I'm very fortunate. We have a full home gym here, so I don't need to go, I don't need to go anywhere to go to the gym. I have everything I need downstairs, but I used to work out more when I had to go across the street to go to the gym. Yeah. Right? I don't know if part of that, like some of those things, it's like we were used to actually going somewhere to do something. And then that creates like a sense of like, this is an event. Like this is something happening. I have to schedule it and I have to make sure I get there. But now it's like, I don't have to make sure I get, like I'm here all the time. I'm here 24 hours. Like I can go to the gym, quote unquote, to the gym downstairs whenever I want, but I'm not going to do it because I can do it whenever I want. So you put it off, you put it off. That's, I mean, that that's one example, but I mean, that can probably be applied to like a lot of other stuff that we're saying, like, you know, um, I don't know, like even like people, if they go out to say, I don't know if this is accurate, but like say going to counseling or something, if that they wanted to, and now that you're at home, you have to do it like you have to be in charge of making it happen. Maybe people are doing it less. I don't know. But like just I think it could probably be applied to any aspect of it. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. You brought up a really interesting point. And it's it's that idea of going somewhere and making it an event. Yeah. And it's basically like you've given something purpose. Hmm. And it's not to say that you don't do that at home, but what it is, is it's like our egos aren't being fed the way that they used to be. Hmm. Like, so at Humber, you, you were on res, you were surrounded by people that were not your family. You were in an area that was not your home. Hmm. And it almost like, you almost have a different mentality. I know that whenever I come home, it's like, I revert back to my old habits. I will, I'll be the hermit that I am I will mm-hmm. you know I'll just kind of sit there with a headphone in either watching right. the office or listening to music like I go back yeah. to to things that I find comfort in mm. but if I were to go to a party or if I if I had some sort of an event then the ego kind of kind of pops up and is saying you need to make yourself look presentable you need to make it seem oh, like you have things together I see what you're saying yeah right and because, again, like, because we're home, it's not like, okay, we have to be going to the gym or we have to be doing these things to improve ourselves because we're not surrounded by people that have either introduced us to new tactics or introduced us to different parts of ourselves that we realized we actually needed to work on. Mm. And it's like maybe our lack of empathy is kicking in because we're just not surrounded by people that make us feel different. Yeah. Well, the other thing is you're saying like your ego... There might be part of it that is like our personal 
work, personal growth, whatever, is fueled by other people. Yeah. I mean, I guess it sounds weird to say, but it is. Are you it saying is. your ego? Like it, it, it is. If you, yeah. I mean, even like if you know, if you just think you're the the best person in the world, or whatever, and then somebody else tells you otherwise, then you might think twice about it. But if nobody says anything, right? Like, so I guess that we are we're interacting with people. But that's interesting that you said that. But the other thing comes up to me is that like I I know people that have um, not gone home, so they're away, like you were saying but they're still experiencing the same thing. So it's probably just the lack of people, like interaction with people. Um, and and we aren't making, putting, perp- like giving purpose to things. Because I've noticed, like when I, I've been dressing, this is a very simple thing, but I've been dressing very different than I normally do on a normal, whatever. I mean, you know, I, I like to dress up, right? I just yeah. relatively fancy. And uh, like even right now, I got sweatpants on. Um I and then some days I will decide like it's not very often, but I'll be like, I'm going to dress up like I'm going out and I do it and I just feel way better. And you feel like that. It's like you have purpose. It's like something. It's an event because maybe that's it. We don't have this nothing. It's just that lack of anything. I don't know. Everything's the 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 world that we live in has been changed and shaped and molded to feel like a giant home, but not in the sense where like, okay everybody get cozy. It's everything is static. Everything is just put on pause you okay the lockdowns like in ontario here we've moved back we've moved back into a modified stage two as they've been calling it oh my they got names for everything now so like what does that mean could you explain elaborate (laughs) well basically like gyms are closed right um there are certain places that you just can't go to Mm mm-hmm anymore and it's because the numbers yeah our numbers have been on the rise um it's it's just ontario's in a weird bucket of crap and that's (laughs) fine (laughs) like it is what it is um well it's not fine wear your masks and be respectful (laughs) there you go PSA. psa please uh but man it's like because we've been kind of forced to stay inside and and there's this fear of not wanting to go outside i think that level of anxiety for everybody has been raised Mm -hmm. and that in turn has also kind of made us all weirdly like indoorsy and and um kind of kind of quiet and that can also affect how we take care of ourselves like if all you're sure. if all you're told is that you have to stay inside and you and you have to stay safe it's it's less of a i'm going to be empathetic towards myself and more of a i hope i have everything i need um but your focus hope... is elsewhere exactly yeah yeah something that i don't know who brought it up but somebody was mentioning it will be interesting to see how young kids that are experiencing so i'm talking like I don't know, six to nine, maybe like young kids, right? That are like kids. I have a, I have a cousin who's just going into cousin of sorts. I don't know all the different terms. Um, that's just gone into kindergarten this year. Right. So this is not a normal year to start school. Obviously. How are they going to be different than I say us as in people that did not have that experience starting off. So like it's different because I have, you know, there's kids that are 
they've experienced start school started like this. And now this year's different. That's a different thing. But starting where this is your like, this is your base. This is what you're starting with. Will they be different? It's something to think about because even like, it's like, don't hug people. Don't give people space. Give all these different things that are not like in a kindergarten class, right? Uh, we've got a, a family friend, same thing. She's a she's a kindergarten teacher um, or grade one or something like that. And, and it's the same thing. She's got like, how do you, I'm trying to get the kids to not touch each other, hug each other. Like, like they're going to be so isolated from a young age. That's going to affect them 100%. Oh, a hundred percent. Like oh, yeah. these these early years are so so crucial to to like early childhood development. Yeah. And there's going to be a severe lack of it. What I mean, neither of us are experts on any of this, but what do you think it will cause? Like what's it gonna what's gonna be the the challenge that they will have in their adult life, do you think? I mean, social skills are gonna be a huge thing. Yeah. You know, like when growing up, when you're in kindergarten, the mistakes that you make, the the life lessons that you learn are very basic and very simple, but very, very effective. You know, mm. like don't steal somebody's tricycle because stealing is wrong and, and maybe right. don't push somebody around because, you know, hands to yourself, be kind. Um, and just that basic interaction of like m- making mistakes and being a child and, and playing like all of that is different because, again, now you have these rules put in place. You don't have that freedom of just being able to run around a playground with your friends. Like, you have to respect a rule. And, like, to tell a child that they can't hug their friend, like, how many kids are going to listen to that? How, like, what kindergartner is going to say, okay, like, right. do they even register what's happening? But if it's being, try- like, ingrained in them, like, at these this year, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but... Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it will, at least it'll be in the back of the mind. Now it could have a good effect in some ways where it's like personal space is a thing. They'll be more conscious of it. I don't know. Cleanliness. You might be more conscious of it, but I think, I mean, my first, my first thing is like, yeah, it's the disconnect. Like it's, we, we've come full circle because you were saying with the freedom, like there's no freedom already off the bat. I mean, there isn't. Anyway, there are rules, but it's like it's so restrictive. And it's like gonna, it's gonna be a mess. Kids' brains are so all over the place, and like you're giving them up, shh, like a, a ton. people can't see what my hands are doing if they're not watching. They're <laughs> like true. like a tunnel. Like it's like you have to yeah. fit into this. Like this is what you have to do. I don't know. I mean, again, I don't. I'm not a psychologist or anything, but I'd be curious to see in a couple years if it did have any effect. I assume based on my very elementary knowledge, that it would. It yeah. will. It, it'll definitely be a very social effect. Yes. But like and everybody. That's true. But like, I you know? mean, we, we're so lucky that we actually had the chance to to play on a playground and and to not have to worry about germs the way that we have to worry about them now. Mm-hmm. And I think, if anything, like the kids that are going to grow up with well the kids growing up in a pandemic are going to be very hyper aware of the fact that like they have to sanitize after you know anything literally anything did you breathe yes spray yourself <laughs> yeah. Please. just like take a dunk uh in a bath of mouthwash oh my. Um, my goodness but uh 
No, it'll be weird. But I mean, we think it's going to be weird, but maybe for them, it's just going to be normal. Well, it will, though, right? Like, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. It will be normal, which so will it create a new normal? I don't know. There are aspects of it that I think are great. Like, if you go to the grocery store, which I don't do very often, I'm not usually the person that go to the grocery store. But if you do, like, people give you space more than they have normally. I don't know. Here they do. Maybe they don't there because we're in a whole different culture over here. <laughs> I'm in Brampton. People don't understand space. <laughs> but here, like I've noticed that like people do respect it. So I don't know. But it's it's just interesting if that will, some aspects of it, cleanliness stuff, will people be more aware of it? You know, will restaurants and stuff be more cautious about keeping things clean? Other places, so. who knows? I hope so because it's yeah. good no matter what's happening. Exactly. Let's just not, let's just be safe. But I don't know. It's terrifying. But I mean, at the same time, like, hopefully we can get to a point where explaining to kids that, like, at one point it wasn't always like this and that hopefully it, it can, <laughs> we can get back to so sad. <laughs> But I mean, it is. It's so. Listen, I mean, listen, Johnny. <laughs> there was a time <laughs> where we didn't have to wear a mask. Yeah, it did exist. Oh yeah, it, it did. won't be BC anymore. It'll just be. Uh, oh, it could actually it could still be BC, but now BC means before COVID. <laughs> He's already thought of it, folks. History textbooks, watch out. Right. It's going to be twenty. 2043 and the kids are going to be in grade 10 history being like and 4 bc and they're like what are you talking about we're like oh oh 2016 yeah don't worry about it oh god oh my anyway 2016 bc full circle kind of terrifying no it would be four wouldn't it isn't that how that works i actually don't know isn't it like the reverse am i incorrect I don't know. I haven't taken history in so long. It, no, me neither. I just don't know what the. I don't know how that works. But we've gotten all over. We've been we've been all over the place. This is wonderful. <laughs> this, this is a good this thing, is how though. my brain works. Twelve tabs open. Not really sure where the music's coming from. Something's frozen. <laughs> like something's frozen. Something's frozen. <laughs> uh, no, it's good. We we covered a lot of stuff. That's wonderful. We did. Why don't we? Why don't we officially wrap it up there then? Sounds good. Uh, and uh, everybody listening, wear a mask. <laughs> Please wear a mask. <laughs> and anything, anything you want to say to the people, Nina? Will you have the chance? Well, this is very exciting. Be kind to yourself. Forgive nice. yourself for the mistakes that you've that you've quote unquote made during mm-hmm. the pandemic, um, because. Nobody knows what's happening. Nobody knows what's going nope. to happen in the next few years. And as terrifying as it is, it's okay. Because you're not alone in the fact that you have no idea what's going on. Yep. So we'll end it with my fav- new favorite quote, which I've already said, I think, twice <laughs> on this. And that's that um, everybody is learning to live for the first time. We'll see you next week. <laughs> If you're interested in more content like this, go check out our website at don'tsettleofficial.ca. We're dedicated to providing resources, information, and content design to assist you on your journey of personal growth, and most of all, to help you live life to the fullest. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll chat with you next time.